Hello and welcome to Two Bros Talking Sports Podcast, episode 117. Uh, Travis, how are you doing today? Doing pretty well. It's, uh, it's been a warm, but now like gloomy afternoon on a Tuesday. But uh, Celtics closed out game tonight with no DeJounte Murray, so that, on paper, should be a win. Time to just, you At know, just meal, yeah. don't play with their food. And uh, hopefully tomorrow the Bruins do the same thing. We can kind of move on and look ahead to the second round here. Yeah, well, I'm excited. I think we can bring some uh, some heat to this this one because uh, there's a lot going on, a lot of things I want to talk about, not just in our teams alone, but some awesome games last night. We've got the draft in just a couple nights here, and there's been a whole lot of uh, craziness already happening in and outside of draft happenings, um, which we'll, we'll, we'll dive into that in a second. But maybe we start right with, uh, the sports that are in the meaningful games right now. We've got hockey, we've got basketball. You were just talking about basketball. We saw the Celtics uh, kind of kept it a little bit closer than I wanted to um, in their game four there. Um, but we're able to make some big shots. You know, that Jalen Brown shot in the corner there, maskless, that I add, um, for the game. Kind of put it done deal there. Yeah, you were talking about Murray. You know, getting suspended, you can't do that. You can't go over to a ref, kind of give them a little headbutt, and then swear at them. Uh, although I did want to say I, I saw that they were investigating Tatum, too, and they said he didn't do anything. What 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 was that regarding? It was a play where he got fouled underneath the hoop, and then he came out, like, you know, he kind of got in the stanchion and turned around, and, like, the ref kind of got near him, and he kind of looked like the ref, like, kind of tried to put his hands on Tatum. And Tatum kind of like pushed his hands off of him. Oh yeah, yeah. More inadvertent than like what Murray did. I mean, every Hawks fan's crying wolf, saying like that should have been. And I mean, I guess you could have looked at it, but that was one where the ref. I mean, only Tatum sought out the ref. Tatum was essentially walking back to the free throw line, pitching at a player, and then the ref kind of like put his hands on him, and Tatum kind of shoved him off him and walked towards the free throw line. Whereas Murray, that you've seen the video, he, he kind of sought him out and potentially bumped him and started saying stuff to him. Different. Yeah, this uh, this postseason hasn't exactly been the the PR that the refing um refs have, have wanted in NBA so far they've had to make some weird calls had to make some weird ejections all around but uh yeah so hey Celtics get it done we thought it would I honestly thought it'd be a, a sweep but at the same time I think last time we recorded or even just after we recorded just texting you when they lost that game three I just game threes are dumb uh, game threes are always dumb in the NBA. That's all I can say about it because it doesn't matter how bad you slack a team for two games in a row, you somehow always lose the game three when you go back to the other uh, team's building. But at the same time, they won this game. They're coming back. Essentially, uh, as you said, they're they're set up to hey, take you know they're set up to to close the deal, get ready for Philly. Um, what do you think? What's going to, what's going to go on tonight? We're going to, uh, we don't have to go too in depth here. Um, but who, who's going to be the guy who gets going? Is it Tatum? Is it Brown? Is it, um, you know, Brogdon had a pretty good game. I think so Brown White have a pretty good game. Brown will have a good yeah. game, I think. Um, I hope Horford gets going a little bit. He's been somewhat quiet, but I mean, yeah. again, without DeJounte Murray, I think I, I gotta think they take this one pretty easily, but Murray's been sort of the guy keeping them keeping them in that. I mean, he's their uh, second best player. Um, I mean, the only reason they won game three, yeah, or Trey Young had a big game, but, like, Murray made seven three-pointers. And uh, was it part of their strategy to let Al Horford guard Young? Was that 
like what they were trying to do because if it was, was they were doing a fantastic job of switching off of them every single defensive possession in that game three. Yeah, I don't know. But they should close this out and, you know, get a couple of days rest here before the series would start on Saturday. Yeah. It's so cool. I don't know if you've just – I mean, I witnessed it this year, but even this playoffs, like, I still don't think Tatum realizes how good he is yet. Like, he's always – like, he's getting there closer, but he's an, he's an absolute freak. Um, he I, – I wouldn't surprise me if he is a scoring champion in the next couple of years – and just putting up the numbers that, yeah, I think it's just a whole other step the, for him. You led the league in points, right? Total points, not points yeah. per game, which is technically your scoring champion, but total points, you led the league, right? I think we realistically, of course, this is getting ahead of ourselves and, and really ultimately what's most important is that championship. But um, I think he's going to be in an MVP conversation in the next couple of years for sure. Um He's that type of guy. Um, but, yeah, so we're, we're going to see what happens. I feel like the first rounds are kind of boring in general. I think even Charles Barkley said he watches hockey because NBA has been boring. Um, <laughs> he's been – man, Chuck has been on fire with some stuff recently. But um, what else has been happening? Nuggets wrapped right, it up, right? Bucks game, I, I went to bed. But Dude. I didn't think there's anything but oh, I texted you, and I thought, Mike, he's probably not watching this because I was the same with you. I had like, chills last night watching him. Chills last night watching him because he was just hitting every shot. And then he hit that, what we thought was a three at the time, then it turned into a two. But just the, just Jimmy Butler is a very annoying player when your team's playing against him, but very fun to watch um, when the, the stakes are a little bit low. And I couldn't remember if they reseeded in, in the playoffs, which they don't. But um, so it's, it's Philly either way. Um, but this is going to be crazy. I know that. Giannis, I thought this was the most – I thought whoever won the, that last game or yesterday's game is going to win the series. And it's going to – I can definitely see the Bucks making a run, winning three in a row. Like, they're they're good enough. They have a player that's good enough to get it done. It's going to be really difficult. Um, although the Heat are limping, man. If they don't have Jimmy going off like that, I know they have some other – guys on them, but Oladipo out, Tyler Hero out. Um, but just to kind of project, maybe make a prediction here, what, what's your thoughts? Do you think they get – are they going to be able to win at least one of these three games? One would think. I mean, what what is it like? What's the statistic when they're down 3-1? to It's crazy. It's I want to say it was like – I, I I mean I'm, I could be pulling this out. I did hear it this morning. I know for a fact it's maybe a, yeah, like 14, a, 14 teams or something. It's a pretty large number of teams that like your favorite to win. Um, that being said, the Bucks are definitely the better basketball team, mm-hmm. and it's whether or not like Butler can't do fifty six every night, you know. Um, no, like Lowry maybe has to have a bigger game. Like Duncan Robinson needs to you know hit like ten threes, not ten threes, but you know. Five, six, seven threes. Um, someone else definitely needs to step up. I mean, maybe Jimmy can do it, but like at a certain point, the reason I went to bed is one, I was tired, but two, like at thirty-five points, he was carrying the team. He had half team point, half team's points, and they're down thirteen with like five minutes left in the third. But yeah, he's gonna run out of gas. I mean, there was one play he got fouled there, and he just like intentionally laid on the ground. Yeah, yeah. Like there's no way they win this fucking game, so it's gonna be two-two going back. 
It's so like, funny, like, yeah. Rolled over at like eleven thirty, checked my phone, it's like, holy shit, that he won. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was pretty incredible. But actually the the games yesterday were great. I didn't actually I didn't watch all of the Lakers game, but I did see obviously the highlights of it. Um and the highlights I saw me like I don't know what he's doing. Like, make a business decision. He's still out there trying to dunk over people and then landed on his hand. Like, oh, jaw. Same yeah. shit that he did hurt his hands. Like, dude, what are you doing? Well, man? The, ch- the, the, the charge one. I mean, there is a point where it's like, hey, that's, you have to, there's like a, uh, there's a balancing act, right? Because a lot of those things are what make him him. Um, but ultimately, if you don't have him on the floor, you're, you're not, the same team even close so um you like that charging call that lebron took from him right that was just jaw just put himself in a completely total vulnerable position <laughs> and um luckily they got out of that he got up and even lebron got up from that but uh you can't yeah some you gotta have some uh some some business decisions like like uh you're you're just mentioning but um yeah I thought that was actually a fantastic finish I mean LeBron just doing LeBron James things he's he's been pretty quiet this postseason as far as what he what he says and I think he's just letting you know Brooks and them take the storyline so they can come out and just kill it but he had what 20 and 20 and Anthony Davis went off so um what they're up 3-1 now right Damn, I think it's going to be tough. I think the Lakers are going to get by this some, um, somehow here. But, uh, yeah, last night's games were great. Um, yeah, Philly had walked through theirs. The Knicks have a chance. Is it tonight that they're going to have a chance to close it out? I think so. Um, yeah, stars are out in that last game this weekend. Um, Suns have a chance to close it out. It's, uh, yeah, Wolves, Nuggets tonight, and then Clippers, Suns. So, Suns and Nuggets to close it out tonight. And Kawhi is not playing again. Um, right. So I would just, you got to think that Suns are just going to close that out. I would be very interested to see the Suns the next round because while they can score maybe better than any other team, um, they don't have defense. They let a lot of, they let a lot of scoring going on. Either. Yeah, no bench either. Uh, you know, it's hard to bet against some of the, you know, Booker and, Kevin Durant on the on the floor, you're going to probably bet for that team quite a bit, but um, depth is really important too, you know, especially bench points and bench con- contribution, which obviously we've been seeing. It's really tough. The first rounds, you can't really take all that much. Um, I guess the only series that's really kind of sparked interest is that Bucks in Miami one, just because of how it's turned out. But other than that, nothing has really been – happening that I didn't maybe foresee going into this. I even I even thought that the Lakers would um, be a, a potential upset here uh, for over Memphis. I actually felt like that was something that's capable. I think a lot of people predicted that, though. That's not like a far-fetched prediction. I think John Morant getting hurt further complicated mm-hmm. it and put it in the Lakers' favor. But, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are one Anthony Davis rolled ankle to make it in a series again, you know? Yeah, um, and then so yeah. Well, I mean, next time we chat, next time we record, um, assuming we'll be into uh, the the second round here. Um, what did I want to mention? There was other 
Was it uh oh we got a new uh head coach for the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. Okay, Hime Udoka has now taken over the uh what would you consider him? Are they, are they a tanking team? Are they a rebuilding? Are, basically he's taking over a team that is praying to the basketball heavens that they get the number one over pick or they are going to be miserable again next year. Um, they have a lot of cap space, but, I mean, your cap space this year is, like, you could sign Kyrie or James Harden. So, like, eh. <laughs> um, not great options. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm curious to see how that plays out because, I mean, he took over the Celtics to the point where, like, they kind of needed what he was offering with the tough mm-hmm. talk and, like, you know, the, the Rockets are nowhere near that. Um right. It's just a collection of young kids, and they kind of need some veteran presence on there. But I don't know. It's, uh, I'm sure he'll he'll stay out of trouble in the basically strip club capital of the world with what he got into with the Celtics. Um, <laughs> um, I actually was thinking that he might, or at least Toronto might take a look at him a little bit more now that they uh, parted ways with with Nurse there. But um, yeah, I guess if you're you're you know, you're going to Houston, you, you're under the, maybe, maybe, you know, that you have quite a bit of, of leeway of, you know, you have, you're going to take over a team that has no expectations and there's a, you have one, are they tied for the best odds or second best odds to land the number yeah, one pick? Which, the second best odds, I think. Or they might have the second best odds. But here's the thing. I, I don't care how good Wimby is. Wimby Ama or whatever, however you pronounce it. I'm not going to buy into the hype until I see a seven foot two, amazingly talented uh, player get drafted and actually play their first season. Because I've been, we've been down this road enough here where you forget about these guys who get you drafted play at the a single top. game after he's drafted until open basically is what that, is, I mean. It's it's kind of becoming. It's not comedic or it's not it's not even funny. It's just I I'm tired of. <laughs> Again, this is me being tired, right? No, I'm just – it's just – it's a bummer to see these guys who you hope. And I don't know if it's the mileage of playing so much growing up. I, it's just weird timing how it all works. And we see in the NFL too where it's like the first training camp of uh, a rookie's year and he tears his Achilles or something, you know. But, uh, yeah, if there's another set – if there was some 7-2 guy comes in, has another foot fracture, I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, let's – let's let's stop this but um anyways he looks to be the real deal and whoever's going to get him spurs rockets or i have a feeling it's going to be some random team there it's not even going to be them at the top watch it be like dallas oh my gosh and anything can happen but yeah i think this is probably one of the uh i mean it's you figure the talent level after one minyama and scoot henderson and then there's there's a couple other guys that maybe could be something but like then it precipitously seems to drop off with this draft. Obviously, who the fuck knows? You never. I mean, Booker went thirteen. Giannis went thirteen. Hero went thirteen. You never know. Um, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan yeah. Mitchell, right? There's always those guys. But that being said, this is probably the most. Uh, like I will tune in probably just watch the boring ass lottery because it's 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 gonna be like a fucking scene. Yeah. I mean, it's top heavy. I mean, whoever wins this is gonna go freaking nuts. <laughs> I'm kind of rooting for the Spurs, man. Like, let's—they're due for something. I know. I know. Yeah, you know it's, like you, the, the I was back, about to say back back night of his career. He's not even Pop on the back doesn't like, Pop doesn't deserve a rebuild at this stage in his career. Um, no, I mean, it was so. it was super sweet. He I, 
if you think I was thinking about this uh, in the past, or I was talking about this a few days ago with somebody about um, when Tim Duncan was there. I mean, he was the most phenomenal, most boring person to ever play in the NBA, but they won every, their teams were so dominant. Yeah. They won nonstop. Um, and no one talks about their team all that much. Um, but pop is, is great. Be cool to see him get a bunch of young guys. Um, okay. Let's go to hockey because playoff hockey is just phenomenal. I cannot repeat that and reiterate that enough. Um, Bruins are, hey, they're down uh, Bergeron. Any news about Bergeron? I think he's playing. Those he's going to play again. Okay. He's going to play, yeah. Um, and then uh, Krejcic was out with an upper body injury, but it's like, hey, all right, we'll shuffle around the, the lines a little bit. They came out. Um, I, I don't know. I, I guess I've seen Allmark have to do a little more work than I'd like him to, but this last game they really – um, kind of stuck it to him and, and made it. it if they put Swayman in for this game, just give, just give him some break. Yeah. Um, that's true. I mean, and that's a good problem to have because Swayman's such a capable, he, they have two really good starters in the NHL on a team, you know, um, or as far as we've seen this year, as far, um, but yeah, they're coming home. Both hey, Celtics and the Bruins have a situation where they can, uh, wrap this thing up. Don't have to fly home afterwards. That's probably a motivating factor. Um, hopefully, it, I thought they came out a little sluggish this past game, but figured it out. Um, and then, uh, but I think they'll come out fast. They're always playing really well at home. Uh, and just, it just keep, you keep seeing the depth, the depth of their team. Any line that's out there can score. McAvoy was throwing, laying some hits, man. They didn't show, I think it was the end of the first period. They didn't show that hit where all you saw was, a, I don't even know who it was um, on the Panthers, just their feet were up in the air. And they didn't even show that on instant replay. I couldn't find it anywhere. But McAvoy was all over the ice uh, laying out. And it's funny because he's always coming back from stepping up in a rush or being in the yeah, zone. And so, he's, like back in the so he's always on the way back. But um, anything you want to mention about the Bruins? No, they should take care of business too. They got Florida against the ropes, and then it's gonna be uh, like I know Tampa or Toronto went out three one last night, but like, yeah, if Tampa gets a game, like the Tampa wins game five, I would not be surprised if somehow the Leafs managed to just blow it in seven. It's that's been a fun series, man. I I, I admittedly haven't watched enough of their series as much as I have some other other games, but uh, I've been following it closely and. Yeah, just a, a fun atmosphere, um, just two talented teams. Now, do Bruins definitely play one of those teams? Yep. Yeah, okay, um, which I think is okay. I, I think Carolina wraps it up, and they're into the next next round here. Um, the Devils kind of figuring it out here, uh, coming back against New York Rangers. And uh, any any – Thoughts on that series? You think uh, the young guy, the young guns, can can kind of make it happen? Um, yeah, I, I watched a little bit of that game last night between that and the Bucks game. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if that game goes seven. Now, I mean, yeah. now it's the best of three essentially. And uh, yeah, I don't know if it's the, the youth factor that kind of took them a few games to figure out playoff hockey. Now they're they're bearing down and they only won the last two after going down two zero. 
Um, I don't know who their goalie is right now, but like Schmidt dude or whatever for the Devils. Yeah. Um, wait, I think it's a rookie, right? Um, so I don't know. Curious to see how that plays out because either of those teams versus Carolina, we just need one of them to beat them. I mean, obviously, <laughs> this is thinking that, you know, we're going to get past whoever we get, you know, Toronto or Tampa next, but like, Carolina is the one team that scares me the most. That like they're just going right. to build to play the Bruins tough. Who but, who do you think gives Carolina a better a better matchup? Who who would have a better shot? Do you think, or do you think they both teams are different, but they stand the exact same amount between New York and New Jersey? Um, I don't know. New York's probably the more physical team, but I think you know. I think uh, New Jersey definitely matches up with them a little bit better speed element. Hard to say. Mm-hmm. It's hard to say in that regard. I think again, whoever whoever wins this series, it's gonna it's gonna be a tough one. Helps that Carolina, the Islanders suck. Let's be honest, man. The Islanders are it's a cakewalk mm-hmm. any team. Um, I mean, they're they made the playoffs, but they're not really that great. It helps that um, what's his name is out for the year, um, Sveshnikov. Like that's you know one of yeah. the best players, you know. Um. But yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Toronto again. Let's let Carolina close out things tonight, and then hopefully one of these right. kind of wins it in, in six. If it goes seven, it's just you know giving Carolina even more of an advantage to rest while those teams continue to beat the crap out of each other. Yeah. I mean, then you, go, you look at the the West. There, you got. I want the single Western Conference talking. They're so on so late. I know they're tough for you. I'm able, obviously able to see, you know, I was watching some of the Golden Knights game, um, which has been a fun series. They've been playing close. Um, You're right for it. Who, who has been the favorite? Is it Avalanche? Did they finish the year? I don't even, I haven't, I didn't uh, follow them into the playoffs. I just assume that. Yeah, I would think Vegas or uh, the Avalanche. So, I mean, Kraken are giving the Avalanche all that they can, can handle right now. Um, and now that you have, a car out for you know that that hit that he put on which actually i was very i was surprised my car isn't a like a repeat offender or anything like that he's actually very offensive minded and um i know that 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 was a hit that i'm not sure what was going on there um but i was actually surprised to see he got a suspension for a game um but at the same time i know uh, who I don't even know who he hit, but I know he he went out with a, a head injury for the, the rest of that game. So, um, I think they'll get it done. Still, I think home ice will make matter, but Kraken given being a great matchup for them. Again, I can't, still can't tell you what's going on with the Dallas in in Wild series. I think it's Dallas up right now, um, and. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like the playoffs, I'm so excited, but I'm really excited for the second round for both the NBA and the NHL. Um, just so we can get it. I feel like the first round is just like, hey, get some of the jitters out, make sure you're you're ready, and then we'll uh, we'll get real um, following the second round. But anything you want to mention about that? No. I mean, again, I'll take your word for how the Western Conference Series goes. The only one I'm curious to see how it plays out is Edmonton. They came back oh, yeah. after going down big against LA, and uh, like they, they just need to win a series. And I don't even know if that does much, anyways. Like mm. in terms of the McDavid staying in Edmonton long term. Um, yeah, 
That's, immediately, like, though, as long as you have two of the best players in the game, three great players, like, you, you stand a chance to win any game. You're, I guess you're out there. Your goalie's okay, and you're, you're playing decent. But um, I was I'm, I was basic. I had a – what you did last night with Miami, I basically did that with Edmonton. I started watching it. They got down 2 uh, two nothing. I'm like, oh, here they go again. So I shut it off and was very surprised to find out the next day that they had come back. But um, – what? Yeah, have we talked about where his contract stands? Is he into his last year next year? Mm, I don't know. Like that. I don't think so, though. No. Um. Yeah, it's just such a bummer to kind of uh, see that. Um. As you're looking that up. Um. Anything yet? Let's see. I think he has four years left. Okay. Including yeah. This. I mean, so three years after this year, he'd be thirty. Okay. I mean, a lot of prime left, obviously. Um, the way this. Sorry, he'd be twenty-nine. Going on his oh. year thirty season. Twenty-three. Here's the thing. Plenty of time left. But if you if you're losing another first round series, or let's say you get to the second series, second round, and you you aren't even able to compete, like as an organization, it's great to have the best player in hockey. But are you like leveraging that he's at the absolute peak of his time, and that you could rebuild a, you know, could rebuild based off of moving that? Or I, I'm I'm really not sure what like the the trend is for hockey when you have the incredible talent. It seems more like outside, you know, obviously you know the history of like Wayne Gretzky and how that worked out with him, but I can't really think off the top of my head where you just see someone who's just uh, it'd, it'd be like when we <laughs> early on talking about how the Bruins might suck in the beginning and I always kind of laugh because everything told us that that should be the case, right? Nothing that could have been predicting of this year. Um, but we were even mentioning like, what do you do with pasta? Do you consider moving him? Obviously they did not. Um, and we didn't expect Sweeney too, but is it better in the NHL to lock up the best players in the world? Whereas in other sports, sometimes we see that teams will decide, Hey, we can rebuild. Like if we trade this person, we can get a whole bunch of compensation for it. And uh, yeah, we won't have the the best players in the world, but we might have a, a chance to build a, some depth. Like, what, is there anything you've noticed in recent years of like, you know, what do you do? Do you you sit on the guy and just hope that you you can either draft or bring in other veteran pieces or young pieces and and hope it all works? I mean, there haven't been any major trades to kind of like base it on right but at least right. not, it's it'd be like if the Pittsburgh Penguins trading Sidney Crosby at 30 um, mm-hmm. yeah no, I think I, I would think Edmonton just sits on it and, and hopes they figure something out in the next three or four years if they go out this year yeah they could very well beat at, you know LA and then it's an NHL playoff motto is survive in advance right they don't say that in the NBA but if they say if every series survive in advance survive in the next one you know it's just, you get through the next round and figure out what the fuck happens 
It really is. And I, I almost feel like chemistry means so much too. Like sometimes yeah. you can have the best player and it just doesn't work. You move, you know, and then you see a team who gets like the Golden Knights the year that they got drafted, right? And I guess even Kraken this year, where it's like you might not have household names on your team um, in the very beginning, but they just play really well together. And it, it obviously means. Um, so much, so much in a team sport like hockey. Um, okay, let's let's kind of wrap that up. Uh, I do want to mention because we have the draft here in a couple of days, and and I will definitely be paying attention to that at least for the first day. You might be um, paying attention long after. I'll watch uh, Saturday. Saturday. I mean, we're going to be busy Saturday, but I'll depending on if family's around. We may have family around this weekend, but if not, I'll probably just see particularly the Patriots because you know second, just the Patriots, draft, yeah. Impactful. You think, or you need especially the Patriots. But we, yeah, but we have some things that are are kind of making even more exciting. So one about within, you know, obviously you see mock drafts like 5.0 at this point. Everyone is on ESPN and on McAfee and all these things that are are talking about, you know, who the top quarterbacks are, who the top players in the draft is going to be, what the the Texans are going to do what the Raiders are going to, you know, so we're, we're seeing all these storylines start to happen. We think that, you know, young is, is probably the number one pick. And then you got Reddit out there with rumors saying that somehow will Le- Levis is going to be the, the top pick going to the Panthers, um, which would, you know, I'm here for that. Let's just really mess it up from the very first pick on uh, not to mention the deal that we knew was going to happen, but that just hasn't been happening yet and now has happened. Aaron Rodgers, now a New York Jet. Finally, uh, I, I'm still not completely sold. Um, he might have just very well been traded to the most competitive division in, in football. Um, I think Bills still, uh, while they haven't been able to get it done in the playoffs and what they're built to get to, you know, the, the, the championship and, the, and then some. But um, I think we're looking if, – if they stay healthy between Tua and other players, I think Miami is still very good. Um, the Jets are young. Uh, they're unproven. They have some talent. Obviously, you bring in Aaron Rodgers, you're going to uh, increase your odds of winning. Uh, but I still don't think they are favored in the division. And then I think Patriots are actually – maybe this is just me being uh, hopeful, but uh, – I think they're actually being a little bit slept on at the moment. I think getting some coaching staff in there, uh, you know, some offensive minded, someone who has the offensive experience of Bill O'Brien. And um, I think everyone was had a bad taste in their mouth after this past year. So it makes sense that, uh, you know, kind of staying quiet, getting the job done and, and going to work here. Let's see if they can add some picks in the positions that they need to. Uh, with the draft, and then I think you're looking at a pretty, pretty competitive division. But um, out of all the storylines in the draft, outside of the draft, Patriots or not Patriots, or you know, what are what are some of the ones that you're you've been reading about or following yourself? I think by all accounts, no one knows what's going to happen. Like they, they've kind of a lot of people have said that out of all the drafts in the past, you know, X amount of years, this is going to be the one that. There's really no predictions that are going to, you know, like, we can probably assume X, Y, and Z is going to happen here. Um, mm. I would assume that the Panthers take Bryce Young. 
I think just with everything that's been reported, obviously he's small, but you know, the S2 test came out, which has kind of thrown Shroud down the, the ringer here, but I've never even heard of it, but apparently it's supposed to like predict, you know, the competency. Um, I just think Bryce Young, he's been, you know, the proverbial number one pick for the last two years. Like, I think he's just going to be the guy just because, again, he's got great leadership qualities, despite how small in stature he is. He's, you know, well, he's really great processes. I get, he's like a little I think this is Well, this is my, my argument for him. He's been the best at football. Correct. Exactly. Like, like, and you can say all you want about him playing at Alabama and who he's got, but like, you can say the same thing about Stroud at Ohio State, and um, you know, I I'd even say like a Richardson at Florida. You know, you have the talented, athletic people around you, um, but the person who's been best at football in his position as quarterback has been young, and that seems pretty clear to me. I don't know if it's because there's so much time in between the end of the year. And the off season, obviously leading up to the draft for, you know, when you, if you forget about it, like these, these football teams are bigger, you know, <laughs> are too big to fail, but they are still run by humans and are put together by human beings, just like us. And it could be very easy to fall in love with something like the combine results or a pro day of someone doing backflips and, you know, uh, an interview. But it's weird to me that like ultimately keep saying that word today which i don't mean to i'm catching myself um young has been the best at football yeah and so i i don't know how you how you would pick against that right i don't think personally that uh the texans go quarterback it seems like with D'Amico ryan's coming in all the reports have said that, like they're not you know they're not necessarily going to go with quarterback um you think anderson Anderson, they reported that Tyree Wilson from Texas Tech might be a better fit for him, who long-term okay. would be a better player than Anderson, even though Anderson's a beast right now. You're drafting mm-hmm. Wilson for a lot of potential. Um, I mean, the Patriots had Tyree Wilson in for, for a visit. Um, again, you can't kind of can't go wrong there. But with Texans having you know someone at 12, like they could realistically, depending on things shape out, maybe Levis gets to 12 and they say, all right, we'll take a quarterback now that needs some, some time. Um or, who knows, maybe they do just, you know, go Stroud and then, like, Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12. Um, but I think that it's uh, there is going to be no predictions. From a Patriots perspective, you're kind of rooting. Though there's the whole, like, Will Levis came in and now, like, the, there's people in that building who, like, like Will Levis as a player. Um, I don't really understand that. So, I just I cannot conceivably see them drafting a quarterback basically – the same spot they drafted Mac Jones with, you know, two out of three years here. Um, but from a Patriots perspective, you're kind of rooting for five quarterbacks to get taken ahead of you, you know, just mm-hmm. give your, your board that many better options because, you know, other teams chose QB. Um, fully, like I said, I fully expect them to – the only way I could see them saying they don't trade back is that the way that the Rodgers trade flipped the draft board, the Jets were ahead of them, and I think the Jets would have definitely gone tackle. Um, yeah. And now I think that they're ahead of them. I Like, let's say, in theory, Jets have gone tackle, Jackson Smith and Jake Butters, Zay Flowers is still on the board at 14. Could see mm-hmm. them taking one of those guys, but then again, that's general mock draft pundits thinking that. Who the fuck knows what the... Well, what the I, I think that that's a good question to ask. I'm like, okay, what do you expect to happen? Is it the trade back? And then what Maybe what mock draft or what player have you seen maybe thrown out there 
that the Patriots might be interested in that you were like, hey, I like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, wide receiver, cornerback. They need a cornerback. They need a wide receiver. Um, I don't think tackle is as big a need that they, they brought in more guys for competition, not long-term stalwarts, right? Um, but you could probably get, you know, a developmental tackle prospect depending on who falls or just, you know, top of the second round trading up if you see someone you like. Like, Darnell Wright from Tennessee has been mocked a lot. Um, but to my original point, that getting flipped, I think, helps the Patriots in that at 14, there may be a tackle that maybe would have gotten picked right before them at 13 mm-hmm. had the Jets still been there. And maybe slides to 14 because, you know, Packers at 13 go wide receiver or tight end. Um, mm-hmm. And now they have that their pick of, you know, a tackle that maybe would have been off the board by the time they came around at 14. So maybe then at that point they say, all right, this guy's way too good to pass up as a potential 10-year starter and tackle. We're not trading back. Or, you know, the guy we thought we liked, he got taken. We could get a tackle prospect or cornerback, what have you. Let's trade back five spots, get, you know, another third-round pick. Um Get another, you know, get another top 100 pick. I don't know. I just, they could go, who the fuck knows at this point? They could go any way, shape, or form. All I know is, regardless of what they do, it needs to be a day one starter. Whether it be a receiver, a starting cornerback, or a tackle, those are the three positions I would assume, assume that they go with. If they go, like, then again, they could say, I'm going to go defense because we have a lot of defensive ends coming up. Uche's got for a contract. You know, Judon's getting up there in age. He's not necessarily old, old, but I mean, at some point, Judon is going to hit a wall here. Um, so, you know, I could see them saying, I'm going to take someone like Miles Murphy from Clemson and trade back as a, you know, potential starter. Um, I would not like that pick because, again, that's, you know, you're, you're sacrificing needs now for potential needs a year from now. Um, I don't know. NFL drafts a crapshoot, right? It's a fucking crapshoot. No, can't trust anything. Now, let me ask you this: Are there any kickers or punchers we should be worried about the Patriots picking in the fifth oh, round? Thousand percent. <laughs> no, that kicker from uh, Michigan, Jake Moody, and then there's the uh, the Aussie Rules football punter from uh, conveniently Rutgers. Mm-hmm. So, again, guys, you can probably <laughs> get fifth, sixth, seventh round. Would not be surprised if it's a fourth round pick. What the fuck the Patriots do? Um, I love it, man. I mean, I get it in a sense that you like it's a really critical position, but at the same time, you could have get it later. <laughs> and look what happened when you took that Roar. Wait, I hate to say the Roar Roar Wasser. It's an annoying name to say. Roar Wasser, Rosenbagger. That's all I think of. Um, and the fact that you can't pronounce his name is telling. Justin Roar Roar Wasser. R O H R should not be in a name. No, nope. lost her at the end, but took that kid in the fourth round. Then he was like a white supremacist, and then he was out of the league. Yeah, so, you know, the back, the backup in, uh, yeah. interviewing was not. Uh, yeah, not, background not info was not great. Seen uh, through. Someone messed that one up. But so, yeah, I don't know. I, again, I think this from the fan perspective of like some like I enjoy watching the NFL draft. This is, feels like the year that a lot of pundits are going to be wrong because no one really knows what GMs are going to do. Now, is there a, is there last question? I guess, is there a player that you've seen and whether it was for the Patriots or not, but is there a player that you've seen that like, you're really interested in seeing where they go? I mean, Zay Flowers is a big one. BC kid. Yeah. You know, again, 
there was a report the other day, like a GM saying, I don't really think he's going to talk up heavily, but I don't see that in him. Which to me is just smokescreen saying like, hey, we're not that interested in him, don't take him. But when he falls us, we'll take him gladly. <laughs> um, but like, him, because um, again, he could very well go to the Patriots at 14. They were reported that he came in and he was already like learning the playbook. Then at like 30 for the Chiefs, the Chiefs had him going just to throw specifically with Patrick Mahomes. And it's been reported mm-hmm. that just want to trade up to, to target wide receiver or, yeah. you know, weapon, offensive weapon. Um, so that's an interesting one. Also, Jameer Gibbs from Alabama. Curious to see mm-hmm. where he falls because he seems like he's not necessarily a running back per se. And then B. John right. Robinson. I mean, this guy, B. John Robinson is supposed to be the next coming of like the guy. Like the next yeah. Juan, the next, you know, Zeke when he was coming out. So I know he's been like heavily mocked to Philly at 10, which fuck me, that would be scary. But then um, you've got rumors that um, the Eagles are. I don't think it's been confirmed, but they've been uh, potentially looking up over at the Titans there and asking about Derek Henry. Henry. Yeah, which I don't understand. If you can draft Bajan Robinson at 10 versus Derek Henry, I feel like the choice is easy there. Um, yeah, roll Tide. Roll yeah. Tide. <laughs> Not Roll Tide. The guy's got so much mileage on him. Um, <laughs> you're, you're, you're buying name versus anything right now. Dude's like a... <laughs> One fucking, I don't know. Anyways, um, yeah, I don't know. It, it should be a very entertaining night. Um, yeah, and that's, I mean, that's something to look forward to uh, in the next couple of days. So that's exciting. Um, I don't really want to talk about baseball. Not much going on as far as early season, except for the Rays are still rolling right along, um, and Oakland is running. I hope I'm. <laughs> there's part of me that hopes that there, I was hearing talks about a potential like reverse boycott to basically do like pull a major leagues like the movie <laughs> to basically get the team to stay because they wanted it so bad to move cities. <laughs> Obviously, if you watch major leagues, they're the, the owners hiring the or getting the worst players, worst like travel, worst everything. That no one cares about the team so they can move away. And then there's like this hidden agenda within the, the clubhouse. But yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. But all, all that all seems to look, even Manfred was saying that Oakland's probably a better spot. I mean, uh, Las Vegas is probably a better uh, earning potential and fandom wise based on what they're building over in uh, Las Vegas. But um, yeah, baseball is kind of just so early that it's not really worth talking about. Um, unless you wanted to mention anything, uh, but I'm ready to go into the final part, which is sort of anything, uh, entertainment wise that can be, you know, we were talking about, you were playing the show for the first time in a long time. So it could be anything, uh, video games could be movies, shows, music, anything that you've been doing recently since we talked last. Probably music per se, nothing, nothing new in music. Um, at least that's come to mind. But yeah, we were talking Barry briefly before we started recording. That's been an entertaining one. Yeah, um, caught up. Yep. Caught up. That Yeah, you said you caught up to that one. Still haven't gone around to Schmigadoon. Um, Going to watch a couple episodes of Perry Mason for the Celtics game tonight. Catch up on that. Cool. And uh, John Mulaney's new special, I think, came out today. Okay. That seems like he's pretty forthcoming about a lot of stuff he went through with his... Uh, 
intervention and obviously has a community take on it. So I'm sure that'll be a good one. Um, and John Mulaney's comedy style is always entertaining. Um, so that's that's one of them. Finished Florida Man, which I I like. That was a good show um, on Netflix. And I think I'm trying to think if there's anything else that like specifically comes to mind in terms of entertainment. We watched that Ghosted movie with that. Oh, I was going to bring that up. I hated it. Yeah, it was not great. It was not I hated great. it so bad. Yeah. I just, I don't know. Like, Chris Evans, I think, is funny in certain ways, but I thought he just played stupid in this, and I'm like... Yeah. It's kind of hard when he was man. Captain America for, like, 10 years. It's, yeah. So, But, like, for example, with Knives Out, I thought he was very... Like, that was a perfect, like, amount of... I don't know, comedic, yeah, like sort of that Chris Evans comedy style. Like that was a perfect amount for that role, I thought. And this, he just, I don't know, like, just played dumb. Like, I, I yeah, um, too much for me. I've seen the movie. I've seen the, and I've also seen it, like, not that exactly, but I've seen it done enough times yeah, that it's, it's pretty big round comfortable. Tiring. Um, other than that, yeah, there's not much else that I can think of. As it stands currently, yeah, I'm with you, man. I just I I got into very um very easy to catch up because they're so short, yeah. uh, which I appreciate. Not every show on HBO is like an hour, fifteen minutes, which is nice. But looking forward, I think it I think it drops on Tuesdays. No, like Ted Lasso and uh, no, I think it I think it comes on Sundays. I think it's Barry and um, Secession right now. No, no, no. That that comes out Sundays, but oh. uh, Ted Lasso and she may, I, I always get like notifications. I think at Tuesday night that says it's out, and I end up watching. It probably so. comes to Tuesday. It probably drops like midnight on Tuesday night. That's true. Uh, um, and so uh, obviously going to be catching up with that. But outside of Ghosted, which I was Ted Lasso, me, Ted Lasso was a good ending where he that was I laughed pretty hard when he showed up at the end um, with that. Like Iggy Stardust outfit on, like speaking German to him. <laughs> oink, oink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was uh, that was hilarious. And, and not to mention that houseboat was. I I don't even know if it was an actual boat because we didn't see it. But if that was actually a houseboat, yeah. I want to live on it. No, that's the, that's what I want to be living on. Like that is sick. If that's an actual boat, um, but yeah, I'll be, I'm. I'm uh, I feel like they've been kind of slow playing a little bit, so I have a feeling that like this is just gonna like bump the st- like the season down the line a bunch. I feel like there's they're just gonna do that like intro to it, and it says they played seven games and they you know turned it around or whatever, because um, they're still kind of waiting on that um, sort of the the overarching. Uh, I always, I forget what team they are, but the the Nate oh. drama. Yeah, West Ham. Yeah. And speaking of actual soccer, the team is – uh, what's the team that Ryan Reynolds and – they just got promoted. Did you see that? Yeah, that was pretty crazy. Um, Where do they play it? Where is that? Like, I mean, I know in Wales. the name of it. But it's in Wales. Yeah. So do these guys live out there? Or do they just fly out there for every game? Or? For rich, man. Just fly out there for the game. Gosh, okay. Paul Rudd um, out there partying with him. Is that not like a true, like in its own way, basically 
The Ted Lasso? Oh, essentially, it's Ted Lasso, yeah. You know, I saw them get promoted. Game. I'm like, you, you're kidding me, right? Like, right? we live in a simulation. This is ridiculous. Um, anyways, yeah, I, I saw that. I thought that was fun. Uh, okay, I think I think we're good here. Um, anything, unless you have anything else to add, uh, I'm going to go ahead and close us out on episode 117 here of the Two Bros Talking Sports podcast. Uh, or two, what did I say? Did I say two bros? Two bros talking sports. Um, yeah, it's time for me to go. Uh, and hopefully by the next time we're talking, coming into the next week, we will be talking about second round matchups, how the Patriots were geniuses or how they were brutal or somewhere in between. Yeah, um, probably skew towards the latter, let's be honest. And, uh, <laughs> and all of the above. But uh, until then, we'll talk to you guys soon. Thank you for listening.